0: You're listening to Straight Talk and Randomness with a Pro. To episode 16 of Straight Talking Randomness. On this episode, the conversation continues with a man of many faces, part two.
1: You can succeed at being yourself and you can be good at being yourself and no one has to judge you. And if they have to judge you, then you know they probably should take a deeper look inside.
0: Right, I always say it's just a deep-rooted issue within themselves. Mm-hmm. You've touched many faces throughout your <laughs> career. What inspires your creativity?
1: Um, my creativity often is inspired by the lens of the world, you know? Yeah. Right, what's going on in the world a lot of time. like when I'm able to do work that's not commissioned, like if, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, if I'm creating a shoot or something like that, my reflection or my interpretation of those shoots generally go to what's going on in the world. And even though it may be a makeup interpretation of struggle or, or fortitude, it's my interpretation through the lens of a makeup artist. So I'll see the world politically, mm-hmm. but then I'll think about something, you know, that transcends to like I just saw something going on at the Cal not too long ago. And for me, my interpretation is not going to be me going and writing, do not storm the capital on, on someone's face. It's going to be how I build a whole shoot, a patriotic shoot uh, around it. But the makeup is still going to be beautiful. And it's going to be something that um, is not necessarily abstract because I'm not a, an abstract type makeup artist. However, I am a consummate artist. And as much as I can make the skin look smooth and I can create the contrast and the eyes and the lips and the, the contours of the face, to me, that's just that's a reflection of my world. Pretty on the outside, but it takes a lot of uh, lines, a lot of contouring, a lot of shading, a lot of back and forth to get to this beautiful specimen that you see—the pre- the final presentation. And so, a lot right. of my, my beauty comes from just my interpretation of the world. And if right. I'm commissioned, it's generally what my clients want. It's a great partnership between what with, with their ideals of mm-hmm. what they want to look like, how I can help them get as close to that feeling, because a lot of People show you pictures of Beyonce and we know like, hey, well. That may not work. Right, you may not look like Beyonce, but I can give you that feeling. You know, right, and as a as a makeup artist, I feel like eighty percent of my job is feeling, and the rest is creating a look.
0: Right, to know what goes behind your creativity and your ideas, and where you pull from, that it shows up on film and on camera. Given the celebrities you've had the opportunity to work with on movies sets, such as the twenty eighteen films Fast Color, Google Ra. By the way, love. Her and Beyond the Lights. Oh my God, I love Um, her, right? Yes. And films such as Irreplaceable You and recent 2020 films such as The Sleepover and Life Without Hope. Who was your first celebrity client that you graced with your magic touch?
1: Wow, my first celebrity client. You know, (laughs) gotta pat myself (laughs) on the back because my first celebrity client was actually a big blockbuster to me. I can remember like shaking in my boots when I met her. Eva Longoria. Yeah. What really? Actually, she was Eva Longoria Parker at the time.
0: Oh yeah, Tony
1: Parker. Yeah. Tony Parker. So yeah. I teased, I teased her. I did her and Nicole Ari Parker, right? So at the same time, so I always, mm-hmm. it always goes back to them because I love them both, and I got to do a press junket with them for three days. Well, with Eva Longoria for three days and Nicole Ari Parker for two days, right? And so um press junket is pretty much where you just sit in one room and press comes in and out all day talking about what you got coming up and all that stuff. Ah. And so Eva Longoria was amazing and I always tease her and Nicole I Parker. I'm like, you guys, I thought you guys were sisters on my um, call sheet. And uh. <laughs> because I had it and I'm like, wait, what's happening here?
0: Yeah. That's a pretty cool story. What's your go-to makeup look that you'd like to
1: share? Oh man, i like to share it all with it, really, because my go-to makeup look is my signature look and it's all about skin. I, I'm going to always make the skin look good. I feel like as long as the skin looks flawless, Flawless, then you don't have to do a lot with color. You throw in a brow, you throw on some mascara, and you throw in a lip gloss and a little bit, and you're out the door. But the skin is always my thing. I guess people, some people say a smoky eye, but I feel like not skin to me it shows like what you're really about. Your skin is. We all have issues with our skin, but if you put effort into your skin, you can throw in anything else and feel done, if you will, or feel finished. When
0: I first met you, there's something that you told me. I just like to moisturize and make the skin look really dewy mm-hmm. and just more. Your eyes. Yeah. Thank you, Seven. Yeah, By yeah.
1: the way, your skin is beautiful. Well, thank you. <laughs> I always tell my girlfriends, aside from your dermatologist, you need to always have a good esthetician. Somebody that mm-hmm. you every other month or so, and mm-hmm. I'm talking about an esthetician that's going to, that you keep. You can, you can change your dermatologist as you want to, because they write prescriptions, but right. estheticians are the people that see your skin and touch it, and you find one, you find one you trust, and you stay with You're
0: them. absolutely right on that. What did you have to Overcome to be where you are now?
1: Mostly myself, honestly. Mm. I feel like oh, so much goes back to growing up, you know, just having that feeling that you're not enough. Mm-hmm. As, you know, as a kid, constantly comes up and as you continue mm. to learn more about yourself, you keep getting that little feeling or that voice in the back of your head saying, you know what, why are you doing this? You ain't enough. Who do you think you are? Mm. Right? And so I think my biggest obstacle had to be myself, definitely.
0: Mm. Especially going after things that you really love to do. Right. According to CBS News, global sales of men's grooming products surprised $52 billion in 2018. Project to reach $65 in five years. Men in the U.S. are accounted for about one-fifth of those sales. Would you say the idea of men wearing makeup is changing the narrative and the stereotype that's based around it? I
1: definitely think so. It's slowly infiltrating itself into mainstream men using, and I say mainstream, I mean like just everyday men using makeup. Definitely, I think the conversation about skincare for guys has definitely, Opened up a lot. I know just me personally getting emails and direct messages from guys a lot more now than I used to before about one mostly skincare, but I have gotten recently about concealers and things like that. Actually, I was, was I? I was doing this project with a guy. He wasn't even on camera, but he was um what was he from? Maybe Costa Rica, mm-hmm. and he had these dark circles, and he heard one of the girls said something about me being a makeup artist. He was interested. And I think, you know, brands like Tom Ford, who have have concealers and stuff for men, I think that that is very much something that men are looking Looking for. There wouldn't be marketing and marketing dollars spent towards it if it wasn't. I've seen this trend happening for the last, in my opinion, eight years where men have become, you know, more open to just putting their best face forward. Right. And
0: there's nothing wrong with that. And I also, yeah, you're absolutely right. And has Fenty Beauty also started a makeup? blind for men or am I just yeah. I
1: know they. I know Fenty did men's has started men's lingerie type stuff like uh, okay men's okay. underwear. Um, okay. It wouldn't surprise me though. I love that because she's going outside the status quo too as well. Right, she's Im- inviting in everyone to her her show. Like I love how she's including plus size people. Right, that's awesome.
0: She is definitely thinking outside of the box, and I think a lot of people are now starting to try to follow suit and get on board with that mm-hmm. because they see you're not. Ex- Excluding general people out of the common denominator in the industry, right. yeah, in an industry that's known to be superficial and surfaced, mm-hmm. What have you learned so far about being a professional makeup artist in the entertainment business that you can share with others? Well, geez,
1: see what I'm talking about? These
0: questions—that's a good question, bro. Thank you, you know, Seven.
1: I, <laughs> you know, I I can appreciate that question. I think that in this industry, as an artist, as as the help in a lot. Life- right <laughs> you you have to let go of your own personal ego okay mm. before i got on the phone with you mm-hmm. i was on this conference call with um the not magazine right okay. you know we were just trying to see how we could grow my business i was saying to her i don't want to be positioned as just a women's makeup artist and i don't want to be put in a bubble where i can't do certain clients i have let my ego go because it's not so much of what you want and how you want to position yourself. You want to be available Mm. to people and their needs. This, This thing that I've been blessed with being a makeup artist has been—it's been a journey. Although it helps other people, it helps me too because I have to be able to look at myself in the mirror after I work with people. But a lot of times, it's me saying, "You know what?" Finding a partnership, and I'm realizing, or finding a common denominator and understanding—I had to let that go a long time ago, bro. Um, my ego, because coming from where I came from, having to build my name. Like I was working in Memphis; I was behind the counter after I met Casey she approved me to work somewhere else and so it became me being behind the counter but I realized that being behind the counter, that's not where I wanted to be so from that point I realized, well what can I use from this? What can I garner from this experience that can help me step into what I really want to step into?
0: Listen! And, but yes,
1: and you know, and I often tell people one of my best thing that I've learned behind the counter is how I am not just a box of a makeup artist. I don't, I don't just do women of color i am a makeup artist for women of any color and i did i didn't necessarily know that at one point but i'm 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 firm in it i'm good with that <laughs> you know now so once I let my ego go and realize that you know what seven you gotta let go of this this you're not creating you're not just gonna be that creative director that you are in your own business because I was creative director for um, VIP Memphis Magazine and so I had my own team I brought in my own staff I brought in, I chose my own models I chose my own jewelry I, I chose my own fashions I, I chose my own vendors you know I chose everything and so when I moved from editorial into more of lifestyle and weddings and film and television I had to let that. Power go, and that was a big struggle for me. And for I had, you Mm -hmm. know. You know, from being a boss to being a servant, if you will. I'm being dramatic, but still do yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the fact that you understand and recognize that mm. also speaks volumes. Trust me, I've had a recent experience that I choose not to shed light on. But <laughs> um, and you're like, you know what? What do I want for my life? Mm-hmm. And how do I ultimately want to be a blessing to people in a way in which I've taken the experiences that I've had throughout time? and people that I worked with. Mm -hmm. What do I want my life and my career to look Mm -hmm. like? I like to speak up for the underdogs. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't see that changing about me when I see something that is not yeah, you know, you know you are wrong so I just want to let it be known and let's see if we can still work together with me being honest with you, right?
1: Absolutely. Instead
0: of you um, have yes men around Mm -hmm. you because that's what you want to hear. So the fact that you were able to recognize where you're strengths were and your weaknesses and you took that and it built a career for you says a lot. Mm-hmm. What's one of your most exciting, memorable moments of being a professional makeup artist?
1: I mean, besides working with a friend? Yes! Uh, you yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> know? I don't think it gets any better than that, but uh, <laughs> so one of my most memorable moments. Remember, I told you that I got to meet Sam Fine. Right? Mm-hmm. You just don't know how big of a freaking pleasure it was to meet him. I had a friend who worked on Betsy. It was a biopic for mm-hmm. HBO. Queen Latifah was Bessie And Queen Latifah always loves Sam Fine to do her makeup I knew this So I got invited to the premiere In New York mm-hmm. So I got to meet um Dana She introduces herself as Dana mm-hmm. and that's Queen Latifah's real name Bye. And so as I'm talking to Dana Sam Fine walks over And I didn't know what to do Except turn around Because I'm like I'm not supposed to be here I'm not <laughs> supposed to People and Sam Fine, I don't need to be here. And so my friend was like, like, I'm whispering to my friend, like, oh my God, this Sam Fine, this Sam Fine, he's coming over here. And so as he gets there, I turn and walk away and my friend's like, what the time <laughs> Turn <it down>. around. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like, I, don't, I literally, I love like, to pee on myself with pro because I love this man. I adore him. But he has set the prototype for the mm-hmm. artist that I am today for the type of legacy that I want. Anybody but, besides him was Kevin Aquan. And Kevin Aquan died in, what, 85 mm-hmm. or something like that? I can't remember. And that was, I was only four then, but I loved his work. I didn't know him then. It was after he had passed that I realized, like, I want to meet him. You know, my mom said, no, baby, he's dead. I'm like, what happened? And she told me, you know, his bout with HIV and AIDS. And so that also put another, like, flame under me. I was like, you know what? I got to just do more. And anyway. So I met Sam Fine. So my friend called me back and he's like, hey, my friend loves you. Sorry he walked away, but he just didn't know what to say. And Dana was like, wait a minute. You were just sit there talking to me? I'm like, I know Queen Latifah, but you Queen Latifah. This is Sam Fine. You heard all my Mississippi come out. Now I have been poised and professional. <laughs> Girl, it was over. It was over. So he <laughs> sat there and he said, well, let me give you a hug. He gave me a hug and we talked.
0: <gasps> i did. Well,
1: thank you. I, I don't know if I sent you those headshots, no, you did. but I need headshots. I told my photographer, I sent him 50 pictures of Sam Fine. I'm like, I need my shoe to look like this. <laughs> And we did. And I'm like he even got to show him. I'm like this. This picture right here is because of you. And so that was probably one of my most memorable oh, moments. And I got so many, guys.
0: You know what, Seven? I didn't know until you notified me of the fact that you worked Fast Color. I yes. watched the movie only because I love Gugu Mbatha-Raw.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Yes, I love her. Like I fell in love with her in Beyond the Lights, but I, I watched her. it before calling you and when I saw it on the, I was like, what? I like the whole movie. I just want to well, say that. Just like- not, Well, first
1: of all, it didn't get the justice that it needed in the box office. Mm. Around the world today, is done, done really well mm. because it is really such a good movie. And the funny part is, a lot of people don't know this, Julia Hart is one of, you know, it's not a lot of female directors and producers. She's a writer, she's a director, she's a producer. She's a white woman, right? Her mom is Julie. They have been fighting for women's Rights for as I know her mother for a very long time, and so mm-hmm. Julia is all about Black Lives Matter. And she's, mm-hmm. I got to meet her sons and her husband on set, and they were just all inclusive. And mm-hmm. she wanted to make sure that her artists felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shot Fast Color in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They reached out to me because they wanted to make sure one, because all the leading ladies were mm-hmm. black, you had Lorraine mm-hmm. Toussaint, Denaya mm-hmm. Sidney, Umatha Ra, mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure those are the one two and three on the call mm-hmm. sheet he wanted to make sure that those people were happy and they made sure and you know no matter what i needed mm-hmm. for these girls they took care of them i just thought that was great because they also did um la la land really um, Julia Hart. you remember when uh um, they called la la land for the Man. emmys that was jordan the one jordan Hart, he's um julia's <gasps> husband and he was like no no we didn't win it they're very upstanding and beautiful people. I was so happy to work with them. Google actually was the reason that we got to work on Fast Color because we had just shot Irreplaceable You in New York. Mm-hmm. And the team, the collaboration, we had the makeup artist and the hair team, we just had such a great connection. And so she is definitely one of my favorite people that I've worked with yeah. because she she brings a zen. When you meet someone who's just, you know, it's kind of like, uh, what's the baby's name that's the recording artist, the R&B girl? Jenea Aka. Hi. You see her and you just think sage. You think sage you think peace and serenity
0: yeah
1: peace of mind yes yeah, yeah peace of mind that's how google's in her presence is it's always a sense of calm it yeah. just and a joy to work with. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh,
0: Is that your friend in the background? I heard her.
1: Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's she, <laughs> she is. is with
0: like, you. She, hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> I got a, hey, girl. I, I, hey. I
1: have a studio. Hey, live studio again. That is simply shit. She's amazing. She keeps she keeps me all the way together. Uh-huh. It was, yeah, Faces by Seven with Apple So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what has okay. been a life
0: altering moment for you that not many people may know of?
1: A life altering moment? Well, one, when I was 13, mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to Columbus, Ohio with my sister, my grandmother, my aunt, and my cousin to see the birth of my new cousin, Chester. Mm-hmm. So happened that Chester came on my grandmother's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't go because there weren't enough seatbelts in the back seat, right? right? So it was already three people in the back. So my t- two sisters, were twins, and my cousin Kalisha were in the back. And so I couldn't go. which I was mad, I, I cried and I pouted about it because I wanted to see my little cousin. Well, along that trip to Columbus to see my nephew, my grandmother had a car accident. It killed my grandmother and my auntie um, instantly. And my little sister died the next day. And my other sister and cousin were in a coma for like the next week, so we thought we going to lose them as well wow. that was a very crazy um, time in my life hmm. to add even more to that maybe two or four weeks after that my best friend was shot down in a drive-by no. and in Greenwood. And he was one of my friends that I would always climb houses with because we live in GP, which is, they called it Gangster Paradise, mm-hmm. thankfully. then. But as I know now, it means Georgia Pacific because mm-hmm. the train line was climbing on all the dilapidated houses. Yeah. And he, he wanted to be a, what do you call it? An auto repair guy. And I wanted to write for Vogue in Paris. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't care about none of that. And I did. And we just had, you know, he was just my best friend. And so I lost all the people that I really felt like had a connection to me almost mm-hmm. at the same time. and and so from that point I had to just figure out what was my worth because I felt so worthless at that time yeah Yeah.
0: you truly look at life in a different way when you lose people that you love death changes you it changes you differently of course when I lost my mom and my brother I just look at things differently not many things affect me in a way and it may affect other people because I've seen so much and I've gone through so much when I lose things that don't really mean much to me it's easier for me to kind of let go because I've seen the worst. I feel that I know what it's like to lose. When you're so used to things happening and going wrong in your life, you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. I know good things can happen to me. Good things can come to me. And I had to change my mindset because I've gotten so used to losing people that I love. And it just, it changes you with Greenwood not being so far from where I grew up. I do recall about your grandma Mother, but I didn't know that those were your relatives until now. Yeah. I remember that it was like everywhere. You know how news spread across the Delta.
1: It was a big. It was. It was, it was a small. It was a small church. But when I tell you that it was lines and lines mm-hmm. of people to see, because my grandmother. Such a pillar mm-hmm. of the community. Everyone knew Redale. She would she was the first person to feed mm-hmm. the home and she would create organizations. She was a nurse at the mm-hmm. hospital. I remember her coming home crying. I remember me asking this particular time, like, what was what's wrong? And she says, Baby, I could never tell you. But when I finally got old enough for my mom to tell me mm-hmm. what happened, I was like, My grandmother was a saint. Like she was a saint. She was crying because somebody had hurt a mm-hmm. child. Even when my mom was like in rehab and stuff like that and she hadn't given us up, my mom told me after she passed, your grandmother would always tell me that I had to come home to to see my baby. And she said, I would think she's talking about the girls. She's like, no, she was talking about you. She's like, you need to come home and see your baby. Boy, he's he's so Mm -hmm. special. My grandmother would call me special. And I didn't know that until after, you know, she had passed. I just, you know, I often sit like, even as recently as the other day, I just keep, I always say, Grandma, I hope you're proud of me. I just, because I do this because I want to be someone that gives back into the community. And I want to go back to Greenwood. I see so many of us who are talented and who are making money. And we've come from Greenwood, but we never sold back into the community. And if nothing else we can see from all these Black influential um, cities like Rose Wood and Tulsa, Greenwood, which was a part of Tulsa, you know, not thinking about Greenwood, Mississippi. I'm like, Greenwood, Mississippi could be Greenwood, Oklahoma. If we put our mind to it and go back and put our resources into it, I thank my grandma for giving me that because she owned a lot of rental properties and I didn't think that Black people could Mm -hmm. own things
0: at that time. Yeah. It's ironic that you mentioned that as far as going back and sowing in to where you come from. I just have so many ideas from my hometown and we've collectively had great people come out of the Mississippi Delta to go on and do great things for their lives. I have friends that have done professional things in the world and my uncle is an ex-NFL player and, you know, just so many great people within a community i was thinking like why don't they just all get together and just do something big, <laughs> do something right, big. everybody right. just connect such a beautiful thing and you will go back and, and do great yeah. things and i can see you doing a lot right. um within your community with saying that seven what's next for you
1: well we just hit it on the head definitely going back and giving to my communities i'm actually working on a nonprofit called the faces foundation okay. In a nutshell, bridges the, the gap between inner city youth and education by giving a an alternate approach to it outside of reading, writing, and arithmetic. If you accelerate in other skills like drawing, so we introduce you to programs like graphic mm-hmm. design, cartoon illustration, and things like that, where you don't necessarily have to have a degree. You just need the mm-hmm. skill set. Mm-hmm. Also introducing children to other ideals such as farming, bee farming, bee harvesting, mm-hmm. uh, Honey harvesting, solar mm-hmm. infrastructures and things like that, acting, anything outside of just, you know, the things that we used to be known for as a, in the country, in our public school system as introducing kids to the arts. We don't have any arts programs mm-hmm. anymore. We have this issue with defunding the police, but we've always defunded public school systems. And the only people that hurt from that are our children. And the only people that hurt from not defunding the police system are our children Mm -hmm. as well. So it's just like how do we not see that this Mm -hmm. is a problem? That's what I plan on doing next is putting my money where my mouth is and really trying to uplift our children and also let them understand about civics and the importance of Mm -hmm. their votes and that their voices Mm -hmm. matter and that money matters as well. And I don't think that we teach our children enough about investing or even even how to just spend their own money, you know, how to make money or how to create generational Mm -hmm. wealth. I feel as children are taught in private schools. So again, this is for the public school sector. And it's definitely going to be something that Mm -hmm. I feel going to grow beyond my days. After I have transitioned, I want something that's going to feed the souls of the people. I want something for my family to be able to Mm -hmm. sow into and so that they can see their seeds grow and come to fruition. You know, I just want to create create that everlasting yeah. love that exists outside of me All being right. here i want to leave my footprints in the sand. oh
0: that is beautiful <laughs> seven thank you so much uh-huh. for taking out the time to talk to me today it has definitely been a great conversation So happy we
1: can do you know we've gone through some technical difficulties <laughs> to- yes you know you've been so patient listen
0: <laughs> I have to be. Before I let you go, I would like to play a game of twenty-one questions with you. Are you game to do that? I am game.
1: I'm, I'm a little nervous now. 21.
0: No, it's gonna be all fun, all fun. <laughs> know okay so what's one makeup necessity that's a must-have
1: is a concealer Mm
0: -hmm. honey you mentioned that my next question do you believe in contouring i do
1: believe in contouring it's not a necessity but i I definitely believe that it's something that you could do if you wanted to okay i don't believe that there's a lot of rules when it comes to makeup but um contouring is one of those easy things that you can do to just add a little bit more hmm, to your look
0: mm, Okay. Do you have a hidden
1: talent? Mm, I have this uncanny language of sarcasm.
0: (laughs) Fluently speaking.
1: I I fluently speak Uh sarcasm. I I think it's a Uh good...
0: Introvert
1: or extrovert? Introvert. Ah, so
0: am I. A lot of people are surprised by that. You
1: know I, know, I get that often too, but I'm really a loner. My friends always tease me that like, we can't go anywhere without people knowing you and you have to speak. I'm like, well, I do that outside, but when I'm inside, this is where I feel the most comfortable. I'm sitting with my yeah. book. I'm mean, a great book right now. You yeah, know,
0: Listen, as we speak, I am deep conditioning my hair <laughs> <laughs> and I am looking ugly in peace. You
1: know? okay. I'm, I'm drinking a mimosa too you right now, my friend. Okay, and my my green tea,
0: you know. I'm a homebody as well. What's your favorite time of the day?
1: Um, Ooh, nap time.
0: Ooh.
1: (laughs) I love a good nap because I get up so early in prayer. I get up about 5 a.m., just like clockwork. And so I'll get up and I'll do my my morning meditation. I'll do a little prayer, make my coffee. And by 11 o'clock, I've called everybody. i paid all my bills. I've done X, Y, and Z. And so it's time for my little noontime nap. So I sleep from 11 a.m. And then sometime if I'm been I can throw in a five to six o'clock and got-
0: listen, <laughs> That's how you say and You fool and whatnot. You know, look at it. Okay, so how many times do you hit the snooze
1: button seven? Um, Maybe once. Once? Yeah, because I, yeah. I get on up. Usually I'm up before my It's crazy. I, I don't sleep very well. I sleep about three hours at a time. Wow. I kid about once and then I get on up. Okay. What
0: do you do for self-care? Ooh.
1: <laughs> what don't <laughs> uh, I I believe in self-care. I don't believe in working yourself to the bone and not Taking from so i do i, I get my manis i get my petties aside from getting massages i have this weird addiction to going to see the chiropractor
0: you know what that you say that um and i'm still friends with him to this day he's a chiropractor and every time i go to mississippi i call him and say can you crack me
1: or not.
0: It's about that time. So yeah, I agree with you on that. Do you have any regrets?
1: No, I don't Hmm. have any
0: regrets. Okay, what's the last city you visited? I was
1: in San Diego for my sister's wedding.
0: Nice. Leader or follower? Leader. What famous face do you look forward to working with next?
1: Oh wow. Well, Jeez, you got me a brill. You know, my baby sonia Sydney, I worked with her, you know, for fast color. She's a teen Aww. now. And I look so forward to, she is and I look forward to working with her. And when I tell you, these kids, they are so disciplined. They work harder than the adults because not only mm. do they have to go to work and remember these lines, but they have to go to school too okay? if right, they have to go to right. school on set. And so in between lines and the shoes, they're in school. And mm. she just handled it. And she always had joy in her heart. And even to this day, her mom or her dad will reach out to me. Or she'll send me a message. We shot that movie, what, three years ago? That's
0: really nice. How is your heart Seven Healing. Mm-hmm. Describe your music taste.
1: Eclectic. Mm. I can go from, you know, Dixie Chicks. I was just listening. For some reason, this song, first cut is the deepest. Baby, I know. Okay. when it comes to being lucky. He's first. Oh my goodness, why can't I remember? love the Dixie oh, chicks. I love Mr. Dixie They're chicks. so
0: real. Do you have a tattoo or tattoos?
1: If I told you, I have to... No, just wait. Yes, <laughs> I do have tattoos. <laughs> About seven tattoos. Oh,
0: wow. What's the best advice you've received?
1: It was by a producer. He was like, you know, stop running from yourself and just be you. Seven, you great. Yeah,
0: uh, that's what I said. Owl or window seat?
1: Um, aisle. What
0: would you tell your younger self?
1: would <laughs> oh. would say to my younger self the same thing that little voice has always told me hold on this is just a test you will be okay Mm,
0: yeah that's good are you a homebody or a life of the party although I now know that answer though
1: (laughs) I am pretty much a homebody but you know if you can get me out to the party then I will probably be the life okay
0: texting or calling
1: texting definitely
0: what's your current obsession
1: <laughs> my new kid
0: oh you have a kid yeah her kid
1: her name's Wanda Wanda I- <laughs> Why are you laughing at my baby name? It's
0: because it's so you. I
1: gonna... <laughs> and my dog is named Annalise. So Annalise really? Annalise and Wanda. Annalise is white and, and Wanda's black.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna pass on to my final <laughs> question. Finish this. Okay. Roll roll roll, roll your boat gently down the stream. Mally, 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 mally. life
1: is but a dream. dream.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Seven, for an amazing conversation.
1: This was so much fun, oh, Thank you.
0: <laughs> we finally made it. Yes.
1: Finally. Thank you,
0: Seven. We only
1: took 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Listen. Cool. But you know what? It was worth that i do it again and again. This is great. Thank you so, so much, Seven. Don't be ashamed, stranger. I
0: will not. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wait. Before you dip, do me a favor. Enjoy.